Hello everyone, welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Kar and I'll talk about how you can start, run and sell a bootstrap business. This episode is called Properties of an Interesting Problem. Let's get started. Let's look today at what makes a problem interesting enough to know it down in your search for the perfect business opportunity. Different people will define the word problem differently. So I'm just going to start out with a little definition here. I think that a problem is anything that stands in the way of people accomplishing their goals. If they feel some sort of pain that you can relieve, that's a problem. If they have a job that needs to get done or a goal you can help them achieve, that's a problem. Even if you can help them gain more of something, like money or reputation, or more than they have now, that's a problem you can solve. So I use all of these things interchangeably. I don't have a narrow definition of problem. Anything where you can help someone, anything that somebody needs or wants or hasn't yet accomplished, that's a problem that you can solve. And here's the problem with problems. They're usually something intangible, something that is individually perceived. Every person feels a problem differently. Consider two people with the exact same job in the exact same industry. Imagine we're looking at bookkeepers who need to import the monthly sales figures from a SaaS business, like my bookkeepers do for my business. One of them feels the problem acutely, having to import these kind of things, because they have to go through thousands of invoices by hand every month, while the other person has found a makeshift solution using an Excel macro and therefore is only mildly inconvenienced. Consequentially, only the first person might be looking for a solution to their problem. In fact, the same person might perceive any particular problem differently over time as they put systems in place or experiment with a solution to deal with the challenge, like a bookkeeper who eventually understands that they can actually automate most of their import functionality. So what once was a problem to them isn't a problem at all anymore. And since problems are perceived strongly or weakly, we need to look at what happens at either extreme. People don't pay for solutions to problems they don't mind having, or they don't even perceive as problems. If a person doesn't feel pain, they aren't looking for a painkiller. They probably won't even prepare for a time when they might have the pain in the future, because they don't feel it as strongly. But once they feel the pain intensely, they will look for a remedy immediately. So there's this concept of building a product that is a painkiller instead of a vitamin, to just further this analogy here. Painkillers solve clearly defined problems right here now, while people take vitamins in the hope that they will prevent potential issues in the future. A painkiller's value is immediately apparent. A vitamin may or may not provide the intended returns eventually. Still, both painkillers and vitamins sell pretty well, just to different audiences. Particularly if you're self-funded, this is a critical consideration. Do you want your product to be the main dish? At a, at a meal, at a restaurant? Or are you happy with it being the optional side dish? Everyone orders the main dish when they go to a restaurant. But a side dish can find a much better defined audience. You can even create whole restaurants around just that side dish. Look at ice cream shops. When we build main dishes, we might compete with much better financed businesses. The moment we go for side dishes, we risk building something that isn't a must-have and therefore might fail more easily. There's no definitive answer to which option you should pick. Founders are successful with both approaches. You can find opportunities to build solid and sustainable businesses either way. 
How can we increase our chances of finding a problem that, when solved, will allow us to create a business that enables us to reach our entrepreneurial goals? I believe that we have a shot at success as long as the problem we solve is critical. The moment we focus on helping our audience deal with a critical problem, we build something that people actually need because it solves a critical problem. A critical problem is both important and urgent. It's likely a painkiller because vitamin-like problems are optional by definition. Solutions to critical problems are must-have products. A nice-to-have product solves a non-critical problem most of the time. Before we dive deeper into the properties of such critical problems, it's helpful to understand what kinds of problems you'll encounter in general, since criticality is highly dependent on where a problem originates. There's three kinds of problems that I want to talk about. Critical and non-critical problems, like, they all fit into one of these three categories. They can either be time-related problems, resource-related problems, or problems of the self. Let's talk about time-related problems first. Examples here are, this takes too long, or this happens too often. These are usually productivity issues and tedious chores that cause pain because they make people feel like they're wasting their time. Whenever people complain about something being inefficient or tedious, you're looking at a time-related problem. Then there's resource-related problems. Examples here are, we can't afford this, or too many people are working on this, we need fewer people to deal with that. If you hear people complaining about a waste of money or prohibitive costs or regulatory compliance or just the wrong people working on the wrong things, you're looking at a resource-related problem. Finally, the problems of the self. Example here would be, this makes us look bad or this prevents us from getting where we want to be. These are intrinsic problems and they're felt on a personal level most of the time. Everyone wants to feel accomplished and recognized by their peers on every level. The whole business, each individual position, teams, groups, doesn't matter. Anything that touches the fields of reputation, accomplishment, advancement, and empowerment within a business can be considered an intrinsic problem and therefore a problem of the self. In many ways, you can trace most time and resource-related problems back to a problem of the self. The human resources management software that a company might be using may be too expensive, sure, but it's not just about the money. Someone made a choice to buy it. That person who bought it is considered incompetent or wasteful because they bought something that's way too expensive and therefore that damages their professional reputation. What looked like a resource problem is actually a problem of the self in disguise because it led to a resource problem. Next example, a regular maintenance task. Something like creating the yearly inventory report for a business takes a long time to solve. That sounds like a time-related problem, but it causes the person responsible for it to look lazy and undeserving of a promotion. Because they, people think that, yeah, they're just not working enough, they're not efficient enough, they're, they don't care. All of a sudden, what was a time-related problem is a problem of the self. It's a, an advancement problem for the person that feels it. Always consider that overtly obvious problems might have a hidden side effect that causes an intrinsic problem as well. It might also just really be the origin of that particular problem. And most critical problems, therefore, are always partially intrinsic. The good thing is that the problems of the self cause people to act. And that's something we can observe. 
whether through Google search keyword rankings or because somebody complains about something on Twitter, critical problems leave a detectable trace. So now let's look at the properties of a critical problem so we can find them. If you look at a problem and need to figure out if it's critical for the people who experience it, look for as many of the following properties as possible. The more boxes the problem checks on this list, the more likely it is strongly felt pain that prospective customers would pay to have solved. Critical problems are painful. They involve a loss of some sort. Person's quality of life is often severely impacted by critical problems. Either financially or by wasting time, a critical problem hurts. You cannot ignore critical problems. They cause real and measurable pain, and that happens every time they occur. Not solving them will cause frustration very quickly, so critical problems are non-optional. They cannot just be opted out. They, you can't ignore them. And often you can't even delegate them. If you have this problem, you're stuck with it until it is resolved. The next property of a critical problem is that they are frequent and recurring. They are so present in the minds of your audience because they keep coming back. And when they come back, they need to be solved again and again, every single time with the same level of effort. Critical problems take up non-negligible amounts of time. And that happens every time as well. You can't solve a critical problem quickly. If you could, it wouldn't be critical. Deferring the work usually causes even more work in the future. So a critical problem will feel like an unwelcome chore. It's important yet tiresome. Because the people in your audience experience critical problems so clearly and you can measure the pains and costs attached, they will be very capable of calculating the value of any solution that solves their problems. People gladly pay as soon as paying for the solution is cheaper than continuing with how they attempted to solve the problems before. So as a general rule, people will pay for a solution if it saves them time, if it saves them money, or if it makes them money. If your solution does all three, you've hit the jackpot. But we're getting ahead of ourselves here because now that we know what a critical problem looks like, we should look closely at how you can find it within the communities that you're embedded in. Right now, you need to start actually investigating the communities in which you have hopefully embedded yourself, that you are a part of, where you are contributing to the community, where you're trying to figure out what are people talking about, what are people feeling, how are people solving the problems they already have. And then you look for critical problems. And then once you find one that you're interested in, you can think about how you can solve it. But that is out of scope for today's episode. And I want to leave it at this. Try to find the most critical problem within the communities that you're embedded in, within your audience's communication channels. Take note and look at your potential product from there. The moment you solve a critical problem, the chances of a successful business coming out of it are so much higher. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Bootstrap Founder podcast. You can send me an email to arvid at the Bootstrap Founder if you have any questions about the podcast. It would be really nice if you could support the show by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. If you want to support the show in other ways, you can go to zerotosold.com or to embeddedentrepreneur.com to find my books. And that would be wonderful. Thank you very much for listening today. Bye-bye.